to our podcast of recapping Game of Thrones. I'm Cameron. And I'm Zach. And if you're tuning in for the first time, this is our Game of Thrones recap podcast. Yeah. Uh, with our special theme going on here where I've seen it before and Zach has not. Uh, well, one episode, but... Yes. And a little bit of what the internet I, <laughs> I had to see on there. He, he, he's relatively virgin to this still. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So this is our second episode recapping episode two of season one of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones uh, titled The King's Road. Um, hmm. so yeah, this was, uh, this is an interesting episode. So Zach, why don't yeah. you give uh, us a short rundown of what happened uh, this episode? This is, uh, just stay with me listeners. This is all going to be the roughest part. Um, okay. So we start with the Dothraki and they're like leaving the Pentos and I don't know. They're just marching because they're marching and poor old... Oh, crap. Daenerys? Daenerys. Daenerys. Dang it. Every time. <laughs> Daenerys was, like, all super tired from riding, but um, Pex McDothraki is like, nope, we're doing the thing. <laughs> and so that kind of happens. I don't I don't know if it, like, cuts after that, but it, it's important to note that, like, her brother, Venereal Disease Malfoy, um, <laughs> I was, love the nicknames. Was I love talking them already. to... Uh, uh, the book dude, J- Jora. Jora, darn. Okay, I knew it started with a J. Um, <laughs> Jibooks. Jora. Jibooks. <laughs> um, and he's all like, well, sir, why are you here? And he's like, well, because I was trying to sell off poachers on my land. And it's like, oh, don't worry, my new kingdom, you'll get to do pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> the same scummy <laughs> smile and everything. Uh, bleh. And so then, cut back to, uh... Good old Westeros at the Starkey Castle, and uh, Jon Snow is like prepping himself to leave, and he talks to uh, Brother Lannister, um, Wavy Fabio Hair Lannister. <laughs> don't don't correct me on my names yet. You have to wait. I'll, I'll this, wait. This will be a, a a trial of patience for you. <laughs> so Fabio Lannister. So Fabio Lannister. Was all like, oh, you're going to the wall. I bet that'll be great. And, like, being super snide to John. John's all like, hmm. That's sort of his thing. He has this sort of, like, smolder where he's like, I could say a lot of things, but I'm not going to say the things now. <laughs> and then he has, like, a tender moment with Arya because he gets her a little, like, rapier. And he's like, you know, I'm leaving and I'll miss you. And, you know, sticking with the pointy end. And he's like, I know. Glomp hug. <laughs> and then he goes and he's going to say bye to Bran Flakes. And... Uh, his mother, well, no, it's not his mother, his stepmother would be the more correct term, is all like, you know, he talks to Bran while he's, like, laying there, but, you know, like, and someday you can come to the wall, and, you know, like, I'll know all this stuff, and mother's just like, I'm not having any of that, I'm doing my voodoo stuff over here. (laughs) And, um, he pieces out, and, uh, his father and he hit the road, uh, yeah, good old Ned Stark. And then they, like, have, like, a parting of ways. And he's like, you know, like, you have my blood in you. And he's like, well, could you tell me about my mother? And he's like, has, like, the uber death flag of, like, you know, I'll t- I promise I'll tell you next time I see you. <laughs> There's so much foreshadowing Oh, my there. goodness. There are death flags popping up everywhere. <laughs> so many. And, yep, so they part ways. And so Ned and 
the good King Robert are like having a little powwow under a tree with like a mini banquet and all like ah remember the good old days when we used to be able to do stuff and like ladies and yeah (laughs) oh yeah and there's that one once you had and her name was something with a w and that was like ned's mother and (laughs) wayla wyla whirl wyverns (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and and that like really sobers up like oh man if I were a king, you'd punch me. He's like, yeah, too bad I can't punch you anymore. Oh, still bros. Yes, still bros. <laughs> and, okay, going from there, I think we, hmm, well, I just, I guess I'll just cut back to what I know. Go to, back to Dothraki land and, like, uh, Daenerya is being ten- Daenerys. Daenerys, dang it! <laughs> You're gonna get this wrong every time. It's getting closer. It's get- Dinosaur lady. <laughs> Dinosaur lady. <laughs> just, she will have the dragons. Going. <laughs> there will be dragons. Um... So, and she's, like, talking to the ladies, and they're all talking about, like, very super sciencey things, like the moon being made of, like, goddesses and dragons. <laughs> and then she can tell, like, the other one speaks common a lot better than the others. Like, you know what? I like you. Let's chat about things and stuff. And she's like, oh, did you know that I worked at a pleasure house? She's like, oh, tell me more. I want to please my husband. <laughs> That's basically how and it And then they, oh, they had a moment. There was definitely some fan fiction potential there. <laughs> and... So she does that, and she, like, her hubby, Pexy McPeckerson, comes home, and he's like, hey, let's do the thing. And she's like, well, no, wait, we're going to do it my was like, no. And she's like, no. And he's like, crap, I understand what no means. <laughs> and so she, like, takes Charles and, like, now officially... And then they do it Daenerys' way. Yeah, and then she officially wears the pants in the relationship. Officially. Officially. There you go. She she wins in that. Um Cut back to Starklands. Oh no, not well. I guess I'll follow us, uh, Snow, because all the Stark stuff I want to cover at once. Sure, go ahead. Because a lot of Stark stuff happens. A lot of a lot of Stark stuff. Did um, happen. but like he's having a little like chat with Tyrion about like, oh, why do you read books? And it's like because I am the clever one. <laughs> and then they have like a little witty banter thing about it's like, oh, great, you can like leave this family, get a new one that's full of like rapists and people who didn't want to have their junk cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a great time basically <laughs> and so cut back to Starkland, where um katniss stark is like <laughs> let's let's do some detective work we're gonna detective and she goes to her the place where her son f- fell down and i uh, literally there is like an, uh, a comical impact crater for where her son lands <laughs> i chuckled a little bit i shouldn't have yeah that's kind of and dark. then she goes inside of the tower and finds a blonde hair and who else do you know that is blonde none other than Lannisters. yes and so she puts two and two together and is like oh man family meeting underneath the god tree thing <laughs> and and so she's talking it's like I-, I don't want you bros to spill this but i'm pretty sure the lannisters came here to jank up our shit. and then they're like <laughs> oh man it's wartime and then pimp maestro bros like no man no no we don't do that we're gonna take this slow you need to ease off the throttle robert and robert's like fine and the other brother's like whatever robert says <laughs> and then uh she also decides like you know what my hubby's hitting the road i'm gonna hit the road too and i'm gonna go with my other close confidant, Neckbeard. Make, <laughs> I actually changed my Neckbeard to be like more of a fantastic Like goatee. neck pigtails. I don't know. Yeah. They come off the side of his yeah, head Yeah, they were now. like all wavy and jumpy. Yeah, I awesome. know. I, I want to know what he uses. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it L'Oreal because he's worth it? <laughs> um, but yeah, and they're totally going to have like a buddy cop thing going on. I'm super L'Oreal excited. L'Oreal for beards. L'Oreal for beards. <laughs> but yeah, like Katniss and uh, 
uh, neckbeard goatee man is going. They're gonna like have a buddy cop thing where they like get to the bottom of this Lannister shenanigans, and so cut to like young Lannisters and um, little old Sasha McSushay is like walking Lady the dog because <laughs> Lady's the important one in the scene. <laughs> And then Hound and some other dude who has his tongue chopped out, like, approach her, and she's all like, I'm not good with scary things or anything at all, really. <laughs> and then Joffrey's like, hey, lady. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then they, like, go off and, like, have underage drinking, and there's peer pressure. And then they come across Arya, and, oh, uh, I really want to remember his name, because, but the butcher's son, and they're just like fake sword playing and stuff. And then Joffrey's all like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, have a dick measuring contest with this little like plebeian because I have no ego unless I stroke it." And then he like goes and he's like, "Oh, I'm a prince." It's like, "Yes, my lord, no, a prince." I'm sorry, my prince. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to hurt you because I'm a jerk." And Arya's like, "Well, this is." Sh- <laughs> and she, she just and then Lamrina the dog comes out and it's like oh yeah and bites his arm because frack that guy and then she throws his sword into the streams like yeah what and then Joffrey's like oh please don't kill me and do bad things cause I'm all talk and I suck <laughs> and then she's like oh crap he's the king's son you best run Lamrina we gotta, we gotta get out of here and so she runs away and, like, makes Lamarina go, and it's, like, bringing back flashbacks from my memory of, like, Ash and, like, the Butterfree episode, and she had to, like, let Lamarina go so she could live. <laughs> and so then enter uh, Family Politics Council at the inn bar, because, you know, that's just where you hash this stuff right. out. Right. Because the Lannisters got to her first, and Ned's all like, oh, nah, she my daughter. And so he <laughs> runs back, and they're, like all in this big circle because everyone wants to see the family drama play out i suppose (laughs) like literally everyone is there yeah and so rob's all like well seriously we got two people saying two different things joffrey said that he got the crap beaten out by this little girl and he wants recompense and then they sick the dog on him and um aria's all like well that's a bunch of bull and then they call in little sasha and she's sasha's over there and she's just like (laughs) i don't know because I don't want to choose for loving my sister or loving this stupid looking man. <laughs> and comes back to bite her in the butt pretty much immediately because they decide that they will both um, discipline their children each way and Ned's all like, well, so do you want me to kill a direwolf? And then, like, evil lady Princess Lannister's like, well, we have to kill something in this episode, right? <laughs> and so um, they decide to kill the beautiful, lovely dog lady and um also Jaffrey evidently sicked hound on um the poor butcher boy and he was dead so now our kill count is up to 2 plus let's not forget that there is a fire before when there is like family tension going on and someone almost messed up um Katniss Stark and uh her little brand flakes uh, but the but his dire wolf came in there and, and sorted that right out so now our kill count has gone from 4 to Seven. Well, if we're counting the wolf, it's eight. Well, yeah, that's true. 
Wolf is eight, I suppose. But yeah, an episode ended with like Lady dying and transferring her spirit into Bran Flakes to revive him. <laughs> because that's the only way he can get through that dog dying. <laughs> He's choosing to believe that the wolf has been reincarnated. And to Bran Flakes. Even though he didn't die, and I know it's unreasonable, but that was my, those are my words. And it's like, oh, and then Lady was reincarnated into Bran Flakes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the nicknames. <laughs> so Lady Bran Flakes, as we shall now call him. Or... <laughs> Lady Bran Flakes. <laughs> or Bran Flakes Lady, I don't know. I, I prefer, don't know. I prefer Lady Bran they, Flakes. They kind of had a little bit of like a fusion ha moment, you know? Yeah, and... I mean, he can like totally go like dog Super Saiyan. It's awesome. <laughs> that's, that, that's my head cannon. It's what gets me through like the sad parts. So yeah, that's... That is episode two of Game of Thrones. Believe it! Yes. So, that yeah, episode two in a nutshell with, I mean, some terrible nicknames, but, I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. Hey, I, I kept hold of the names that I knew before. Yeah, you did. Well, okay. you, you tried. Okay, that's the best part. Okay. <laughs> and not to mention, too, I mean, it, like episode one, there's a little bit of, like, word vomit with the amount of names that get introduced even this episode. Still more, yeah, still more names, but at the same in the same respect, we're covering people we've pretty much seen before. There were right. not many new players. There were, yeah, there were, there were there a handful. Were, there were new players, but they weren't important ones. No. But, uh, so there's, this is kind of like game, this episode is like Game of Thrones, the road movie episode, but with less hijinks, because yeah, things get really, sad. they were like, there there's, like, there's a little bit of hijinks. But it was only in, like, the sort of, like, buddy-buddy talking about the old days hijinks. Right. And speaking yeah. speaking which, uh, in terms of buddies, there's kind of interesting... There's a couple interesting pairings we see this episode in terms of buddies. Because, of course, mm, we've got the reminiscing true. between uh, Ned Stark yeah. and, and the Robert. king. That was before. Right. And now... But this episode introduced uh, the, the kind of weird pairing of uh Jon Snow and Tyrion Lannister even more like before yeah. they sort of just talked to each other but now they're like yeah buddy, but now buddy. that they're traveling together they're actually like friends like you can tell that Tyrion's like you know what this guy he's alright and Jon's yeah. like this guy's not a rapist he's alright <laughs> so, so we have that buddy pairing and then uh, we also have the pairing between oh uh, there um, was Pimp Maestro and Katniss yeah that, well there's a little I mean <laughs> that we, makes okay, sense first off it's Maester Lewin okay, and Catelyn Stark Catelyn okay I'm sorry at this no. Point, okay. I know that it's Catelyn, but okay. I like it's to call her Catelyn. Katniss. Yes, I get it. Uh, but anyway, um, so there's that pairing there too, where they're where they are kind of trying to play it smart uh, there. And then we also have uh, Daenerys and her handmaiden. Yes, that uh, was fun. Uh, kind of an interesting pairing because I mean, really, this this handmaiden that she has is really like, like the lowest of low yeah. in terms of people there. But yet she has such a, a profound effect upon uh, Daenerys's uh, yeah, she's like power play. And like, yeah, she knows she knew the right. power play. And it's kind of she's kind of one of these people who recognizes like there's a power to sexuality in mm-hmm. in the world that they live in, and she kind of uses. Teaches teaches Daenerys how to use that to her advantage. Charge, get and, that. <laughs> so, uh, kind of an interesting pairing there. And of course, we have another kind of friendship pairing between uh, Arya and the Butcher's Boy. Yeah, um, which well, that was short lived. It was short lived. <laughs> it doesn't really turn out the way that we wish it would. Uh, there. Exactly. But I kind of it's kind of interesting how this episode does uh, focus on sort of uh, newly minted friendships. In well, some yeah, ways. things that like show up now that like. When the Lord has gone away, everyone else is going to have to figure out who their buddies are. Right. So, uh, out of those, who uh, who would you think is the uh, like the best? Who makes the best like friendship pairing uh, from this episode? Mm. Like like it like whose friendship right now is is got the it got the best the, like the strongest? Who's who's got the strongest friendship? Um, 
Oh, that's tough. And you're even talking like Butcher's Boy, even though he died? Yeah, I mean, okay, well, even though okay, he's dead. I can't gauge that, but I would have to say that... Daenerys again because everyone that keeps on meeting her is like so important to her because she has like no one she can confide in and mm-hmm. her brother is a jerk and she only like probably rarely gets to talk to the other dude because she doesn't seem to be able to leave the tent or something. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either that or I'm, I'm sure she's probably sore from riding all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure she's so even probably want resting. To leave. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that's very special for her. That makes that the most special for mm-hmm. me because she has so few connections to anything. The ones that other people already kind of had those things, and a lot of those, except for the thing between Arya and the Butchers, are like very formal. Like mm-hmm. they were already there, and I don't know. It was more of a pairing than a friendship in some of them. Yeah, I think on that note too, because um, that 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 friendship sort of really sticks out in this episode. I also think that a big theme in this episode is sort of. Uh, honestly, like how much uh, agency the women in Westeros have and things, because uh, mm-hmm. the, the major power players in this episode really are women. So we got yeah, because the one behind the scenes in the whole confrontation was the Lady Queen. Yeah, let's think about this. So at the end, we have Cersei. Was Cersei's all the like... one who navigates that situation to yeah, be spiteful. Yeah, because Rob. Yeah, and it was like a hundred million percent spiteful. Like it could have Rob... ended right there before she said a word about like. Yeah, Rob could have just said like he had the absolute power. He could have just said like you know everyone just disciplined their children no dog killings but he but she like she plays it so he can't say no yeah and so we have that he was like oh now he's going to have scars for life Mm. and i mean like he robert didn't want this to go the way it did because joffrey just got owned by a little girl (laughs) so yeah and speaking of that too Arya, who teaches joffrey a lesson right there right by the stream you know she she beats the she beats him and throws his sword into the yeah uh, into the industry it's like a perfect perfect image there she's the best yeah and then the best of course you have catelyn uh who (laughs) who's playing like sherlock holmes basically she's playing because at this point like her family's finally got her to stop doing the like I will only hover over this child thing mm-hmm. so that was very poignant to point out that how much she had stu- stood with Bran because she had like neglected her six year old son right right but yeah it's, it's interesting episodes all around uh, with or interesting of, things going like, on here lots of things are starting to move things are like getting like we're we're getting up to a jog yes wise yeah I would agree uh, I think uh, another big thing uh, in this episode that we have to settle right now mm. is um, which which direwolf was more badass? Uh, Brand's direwolf, uh, who is named Summer. It's not talked about in the show, Summer. but it is, okay. it's named, his name is Summer. So Brand's direwolf that saves him, or uh, Nymeria, which is Arya's uh, direwolf that mauls Joffrey. So okay. who, who was more? Who was the more badass? The BA one would be the one. Who, it would probably be Summer, just because like he definitely did like the whole protect and kill. Mm-hmm. Marina was doing like what she had to do. What is like poignant about what she did is she didn't go to kill Joffrey. She just went to stop the thing that was going to hurt. <laughs> you can tell that more training has been put into uh Arya's dog <laughs> but i think it's i mean you you would still say summer even though like nymeria gives us that that uh like wish fulfillment of giving job i know like wants. that's the thing that's what gives me most of the points for that because like i i cheered i cheered a lot <laughs> i cheered for both actually let's think about this because this episode is the episode of like joffrey getting abused i mean because he gets slapped by Tyrion yeah! in the beginning oh, like man, three or four times yeah because he was being such a little little butt nugget about yes. like like I'm not going to just like tell them that I'm sorry that, that there was a loss and whatever and she was like no 
You tell them signs like, I'll tell mother. You go and tell her. <laughs> and I think this is the episode that you should probably just like keep on standby when things are, go out later on. You can come back to this episode and remember that <laughs> this remember is the episode where, where Joffrey got slapped like, and got bitten. It was bitten. like three times in like one minute. And yes. It was glorious. <laughs> of course, I, it's almost like a telltale game. I feel like that moment where like where the hound is like, the king's going to remember that or the prince is going to remember that. And he's like, and, good and it's like you should flash that in a text box up in the, co- in the corner. That way we <laughs> like know your that. choice. Oh no, I'll take that back. Or good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, or you go and slap him again. Yes. I guess he chose the moderate option in this case. <laughs> uh, this episode too uh, also featured some moments where I would call it like the um, uh, we're going to have co- uh, conversation without speaking. Uh, thing like yeah, so, there were some eyes. Yeah, there there are some eyes, and so I want I want to know from you who who was the scariest with that? Is it was it Cersei? Cersei? Well, here yep. here are your choices. You oh. got you got Cersei and um Cersei and uh, Jamie at the dinner table or at the breakfast table with Tyrion, or mm. you have the the epic shade that uh that Catelyn was giving John in the bedroom over Bran. That actually, no, that one actually trumps the other one, because we kind of, like, this solidifies that Xerxes, like, uh, a power player. Yes. But, like, the fact that Catelyn, like, lashed out so much at John, I, I, I think my jaw dropped a little bit. It was just sort of mm-hmm. like, what? oh, oh, okay, well then, you, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> it's tough, because you kind of get to, you really understand what she's saying when she's I, like, under, hey, yeah, like, you wrote away. It's understandable, but at the same time, it was like, an extre- I don't know. It just it caught me by surprise, which is why that takes it. I was not surprised by Xerxes and the, what she did. Yes. I was more like, Rob, come on. The pants. The pants. No, you gave her the pants. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I agree. It's an unexpected moment for Catelyn, but you get it when she says, like, hey, like, Ned, you rode away and came back with this kid, and now you're going away again. And this is a tough time for me because you're riding away and our son could be potentially dying here, yeah. and you're abandoning me, and this is tough. Yeah. And, and he knew how tough it was going to be, but he, it, uh, I think his line was, you know, like, it's he doesn't not really something have you a want choice. to do, it's something you must do. Right, yeah. Which I think is another big theme that this episode is sort of building up to, that the idea... A lot like, of people are doing things they don't want to right now. Right, and it's a, it's a matter, it's either a matter of uh integrity in the case of ned and mm-hmm. his, and or it's a case of like physical inability in the case of daenerys oh yeah and i i can't believe i read the breakfast thing where like Tyrion almost seemed like he was threatening fabio <laughs> <laughs> yes a little bit uh new revelations to this episode in terms of the and lore Tyrion being uncovered knows oh yeah he, he definitely knows uh but we, this is the first episode that refers uh to the moment of jamie killing the former king yeah what, what did you make of that that was it and it's funny because it's such a throwaway mm-hmm. like if if i hadn't paid attention i wouldn't have caught that and it's i don't know it's interesting because then you, you think how people like perceive him mm-hmm. like he's in like that's the thing that's what brings a lot more validity to the xerxes thing is like you should be the hand because he's the one who took down evidently they referred to him as the mad king Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the situation behind the king, and I don't want you to tell me until it's like brought to light by other people. <laughs> but yeah, he's he he cut down the other king, mm-hmm. and everyone let it slide. Just just based off of your already limited knowledge of what this world is like, what do you think it would take to be called like be known to go down in history as the Mad King? Like, what do you think you would have to do to to gain that title in Westeros? I don't. 
I don't know. I, th- I my my guess is that like he usurped the old king and he must have like kept some like weird things. Yeah, cuz the the whatever venereal disease Malfoy and Denaria Daenerys Daenerys dang it you're gonna just keep getting Daenerys. that wrong uh, <laughs> I swear to god I'll get it tattooed on me Daenerys <laughs> never forget um, oh please don't let her die oh mm, 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 the death flags um but I don't know he it, he I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a king that overtook and people are like okay cool yeah good job but then he just like never stopped the sort of killings and, like, bad mm. dealings he probably had to do to get there. Like, he was probably, like, war-hungry and stuff, or, like, addled on something, or power. Just straight-up power would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Because there seemed to have been a lot of wars all up until he was, like, dethroned, and now the world is generally peaceful. Generally. Generally. Or from what I can see from my perception. Don't know if I'm right or not, but that's mm. kind of my thing. Well, I mean... There's there's clearly some level of peace since Ned hasn't had to leave Winterfell until now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the only real significant death has been the death of a hand due to shady business. It yes. wasn't like a battle. He wasn't sent to somewhere. It was most definitely shady business. So uh, on on with that, then let's let's go with our weekly questions uh, that that we have here. So okay, uh, you you already talked about the shady business with the death of. Uh, John Aaron, which leads me uh, to this question: the question of who played the game best this week. Well, now that I have more information, the Lannisters are definitely playing the game. Mm-hmm. They are, like, uh, the, the, all the hints in the first episode weren't really so much hints so much as they're gunning for it, and mm-hmm. they're trying to do it the best they can. Okay. I, I say that they, I don't know, they seem to have the connections, they seem to have the means to do things... So, so if you had to award it to one particular Lannister, who, did, who would you award it to? Like, who would have the crown right now based upon their raw skill of playing the game? Well, the thing with it is, is I guess I'm giving it to the brother, but I know that there's definitely some sister stuff behind the strings, but his position, where he stands for usurping, like, the Mad King and just being a great warrior all to himself, mm-hmm. and the standing that the Lannister house seems to have, mm-hmm. like... I feel, okay, if this were, like, a game of Monopoly, mm-hmm. and you had, like, the Starks playing the Lannisters, the the Lannisters already bought all the high properties, and all the They Starks, already have Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah, they have a couple Boardwalk of hotels and, on it. Yeah, they started with Boardwalk and, and Park Place, and the Starks are like, crap. <laughs> they, they got, what is it, like, uh, it's, like, Baltic and yeah, Mediterranean they got, yeah, Avenue. Yeah, I think yeah. it's they those. got, like, like, some of the blues. They have, like, one light blue <laughs> and, like, $100, and the Lannisters have, like, $1,000 and, like, the two best spaces. Like, they're coming into this game late. They're yes. down a few pieces. They don't have enough properties. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're definitely... Now we see both sides, the Westeros and the Easteros <laughs> sides, because the other one is obviously a mass army. Get army over there and mm-hmm. take them. And But the, Ned brings up a key point, that even though they have all these people over there, that they, they, don't, they have don't have ships. ships. They can't Unless get over the there. horses turn into seahorses. <laughs> so, so while last episode you gave the crown to Viserys for acquiring said army, yeah. uh, this episode made it very clear that we might not, we're probably not going to see this that, army anytime that soon. That tactically unless he like has been like making ships under on the sly for a long time he does not have the stronger hand who stands to get the throne faster the lannisters okay so and if you had to award it to a particular one you would award it to jamie lannister i would give it to jamie good old jamie fabio lannister (laughs) well that's uh, that's a interesting choice 
Um, um, and and you're also saying who would get the crown? Who's yeah. actually probably been doing the most work from what I can tell so far is probably Cersei. 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 Yes. So I. That's so okay. So so you're saying. Would you would you say like jointly Cersei and and Jamie then are the are the winners? This I would round, have to say this episode. Uh, or, the or the crown on the head would be one. on Jamie. Okay, but I have to say that it's definitely a joint. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, with that too, I think another thing to bring out about this episode is uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion of how we're going to handle things in the future. Uh, so you got Catelyn saying about like you know I need to, I need to get to the bottom. She of wants this. to go. Yeah, um, and she's leaving, Daenerys, like she's leaving the land right. to, like her to some of her confidants like the Maestro mm. and like her fifteen to lower year old son. Yes. Is she's I don't know. I don't feel she's thinking the most clearly, mm-hmm. but she wants answers more than anything. Well, on that note, um who who made the best best plan this this week and who made the worst? Okay. Like who's whose plan do you think is going to pan out the best for them and whose plan is going to pan out the worst for them? <sighs> Boy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, the Lannisters have a very strong hand, mm-hmm. but now that the Starks are in, it's kind of like. But it doesn't matter if a hand they have. If they don't plan, if they don't plan their moves well, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And we don't really get much of how they, how we think they're going to play. Like last okay. episode, we had if them talking. Want, if you want me to to cop out real quick and say whose plan's going to work, Jon Snow's going to make it to the wall. His plan's <laughs> going to work the easiest. Okay, so we could take that cop out. But whose Honest, plan will work out the worst then? The worst. Um, at this point, just. Pushing Bran Flakes off of the tower, probably the least well thought through thing they could have done. I okay. mean, they thought it would be sufficient, and they tried to do other plans, but, you know, you don't kill someone's kid in their own castle so easily. <laughs> so yeah. that was a very, that was a gamble they took. It was a gamble. And the fact that they even were doing that while they were there at all was a huge gamble. Right. Right, there's a lot. There's like ten different ways that could have gone, and and they and they didn't. They, there's no way they could guarantee their out the outcome there. Yeah, so they had to take the chance. But the thing with this is, they already put themselves so in bad plan, and they're so and the bad plan being the bad plan being that here. if they had just played their hand the way it was and not like messed around any well, shenanigans. Yeah, well, it was hard because what else are they supposed to do? Because their whole their whole uh, eh. regime is on a on like rests on that sort of incest. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, no, if no. That's totally found out. Sense. Like the the marriage between certain and the king is sort of it's not and like all of this stuff would yeah that would be the Lannisters power is gone yeah the Lannisters would probably be just like straight up like ounced mm-hmm. so yeah I, I I I totally agree with you without saying too much about what I know what's yeah. to come <laughs> but but that's that that's those are my feelings yeah the thing with it is is there were not many like there were some plans hatched but none of them has like come to fruition, right. and like the only plans that are definitely going to work is most likely Jon Snow and Ned Stark will make it to their destinations. Most likely, <laughs> I don't know. Most I likely, hope they don't get gunned down on the road. <laughs> that would that would just be jarring just to see them, you know, like you know, straight up some thugs with some Uzis running by. Dude, you know what I know is jarring. We only have four out of, I mean, five out of six dire wolves. Well, sort of four because one just like yeah. ran away. Well, yeah, Arya sort of forced Nymeria to to run yeah. off. Nymeria, why do I think Lemuria? That's that's it's not really well said. That's Castle in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. Uh, yeah, I totally did that. Sorry, uh, there will be a lot of goofs on my part with names, <laughs> and the, all of this is his names. It's nouns and names. <laughs> 
Uh, while we are also on the subject of the dire wolves and their and their deaths, we have to discuss who had the best death and who had the worst death this episode. <sighs> Again, not many deaths. I think we somehow made it the, made it uh, fewer deaths than the first episode. Yeah, there were. Uh, so, well, so this episode no, we or had the same. We, well, let's see. We had lady, we had lady, and we, we had the butcher's had boy, butcher's boy, and um, uh, we had um, uh, the, oh the assassin, the thug. The, yeah, the yeah. assassin. I think that was it. That, yeah, it was three. So we are at seven. Ha ha. Because we no, had no, four no. before. It, I think, didn't we have five before? Nope. You're right. We are at seven. Ah, I right. win this round. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So out of those deaths, who, whose death was the best and whose death was the worst? Hmm. Well. Hmm. This is a okay. tough one. I'll admit the, this to you. The the best, as far as, like, the most satisfying was definitely, like, the thief, because, like, yes, that was assassin, tense. Yeah. That was just like, oh, no. Oh, jeez. Well, even oh, his reaction geez. is so interesting. Like, when he jumps in there, he's like... He's like, you aren't supposed to be here. Like, this was supposed to be an easy job. The Lannisters obviously gave him a knife to do it. He's basically like, here, you guy on street, knife. Go yes. kill, like, comatose boy, and you get, like, a pretty it, it'll nice It'll be easy. Cell. It'll be so easy. Yeah, it'll be so easy. And... He he probably set the fire. He set the fire. He's on his way to do the things, and then he just gets mauled by a dire wolf. Real bad time for him. A real bad time for him. Because he was, I don't know, I feel like, in my head canon, he was just, like, some sort of, like, beggar on the street. And yeah. they're like, oh, hey, you nondescript guy. And completely untraceable, too, if it gets back to him. Besides yeah, the fancy exactly. knife. Exactly. Well, yeah, the knife was a huge contingency. They could have given him just, like, a rusty spoon, and it would have worked. <laughs> I mean, he's comatose. You don't have to give him a fancy knife. No, you don't. But that makes that begs the question: Is maybe there's some sort of other intention behind giving him a fancy knife? Oh my gosh! Oh no! <laughs> the implications. Uh, I don't, ooh man! Oh darn! Oh <laughs> well, we can we can talk about yeah. that maybe but then, after some future episodes. But yeah, that's the best death. The worst death is honestly Arya's friend for me. I mean, oh, as much as point. as yeah. much of a fuss as I made about like the dogs dying, mm-hmm. like that just sucks for him. You want to talk about people who didn't deserve it at all? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was just like good common boy, like good friend, and like he was respectful to Joffrey. Joffrey's just a dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like he did even anything like like offensive that, yeah. but is still like on he the right side. Took him. You know? He was like respectful uh-huh. and like what like what small child wouldn't run away from the hound? Oh, I know. He that, that guy's terrible. I would run away from <laughs> the hound if he was tra- if he was charging after me like on a horse, sword drawn. I'd be like GTFO. You would be GTFO. to be like okay, no way. I, I like put hands by here and like walk towards him. No, I'm like no, like you. You're I feel just like, like either way, the hound would have killed him. That's just like the yeah. flippant thing he well, was. It's I like, mean, no, he ran away. If we're taking yeah. the the imagery of like you know like the like the hound. Joffrey's dog, you know, like the, the yeah. you can't you can't stop a mad dog from from doing, from, from the, doing thing. the thing that the yeah. mad dog is saying. And I wish doing. I could have seen the body more because I feel like there are more cuts in that kid than we needed to just cut him down. It right. looked like it was more of a he he, he might have enjoyed be, it. He yeah. might have maimed the kid because it, like his head wasn't chopped off or anything. Like when yeah. you run to buy someone on a, like a sword, you don't get wounds the way he. I don't know. Yeah. And well, also mentioned the hound is like a trained killer. Like he could do it cleanly if he wanted to. Yeah, but, but he didn't. I don't think he did. And yeah. that's what definitely makes that for me the worst because that poor kid probably suffered to some point and was terrified mm-hmm. like all the time. And not even to say of like what about his family and uh-huh. like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Definitely, that is definitely the worst death. I mean, it sucked that lady. Died, but his was definitely worse. <laughs> 
Um, well, let, let's move out of some of that darker territory now, and let's let's talk about uh, who who is the Stark of the week this week. We have a lot of Starks doing a lot of things this episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's who, so, who, who? It's who's... still Arya. She had like the best. She had the brightest <laughs> moments in this dark time, and she stuck it to Joffrey. That's true. And she wasn't as conflicted about what she was doing as yeah. Catelyn was doing. Yeah. I mean, like the other Starks were either like starting to build character or were kind of like breaking down his characters because right. i mean uh sansa's all like oh, wait i screwed up i know she's sort of recognizing the folly already of, of her me. girlish love for joffrey but she's not gonna stop because she's stupid well i mean maybe i don't know i liken it to like you know girls putting one direction posters in the <laughs> in their uh well, their yeah, he's the prince like oh yeah my God, like the prince like what what little girl in westeros wouldn't want the opportunity that that she has yeah to be not, the queen you know not knowing what, what joffrey Sansa is and is what joffrey jerk. is yeah you know and and there's a certain aspect of you know like you, you know, she's raised with all those those old like tales of knights and ladies and courtly things and whatnot. so. And it's in like her head canon, romance to it. Fair enough. In her head canon, what she did up to a certain point was okay, but I feel that it's good that you got mm-hmm. to see Joffrey it, being terrible. It's kind of interesting too because you can tell like there's a there she gets it she she does get it she it's like she doesn't want to be in too deep and she knows she knows when is too deep so for instance like you see it when she meets uh, sir ellen for the first time she's like whoa yeah. this is scary i don't want to go any further this way mm-hmm. and as soon as joffrey shows up it kind of pulls her back to her comfortable zone and she's like yeah, yeah. like i'm okay with this now yeah. and and she's okay mm-hmm. with this whole like you know like oh i'm gonna go drink wine with joffrey and yeah and i mean it was just a fine walk it would have it yeah. gone off without a hitch I mean, honestly if if um they never like if they were just walking out in the woods and nothing ever like happened like sansa sansa would have just kept going on with the whole um you know her her whole girlish thing without even questioning it but this is the first moment she has to question i think that it's good that she gets to see the side that joffrey Mm -hmm. won't show other people right i i feel that's going to be very important right so I will. I hope she will do the right thing and kick him in the balls. <laughs> and of course, uh, you, you know we can't really quite quite give it to um, Edard yet uh, to Ned because he, yeah. he's he's still trying to figure it out what he, where his place is going to fit. Yeah, in and that's if, the thing. Um, he there. was not here when all of the Lannister things were like going down. Right. So he well, he's, he's got even a lot on his plate dark. already because yeah. he's, he's got that's be not going to be his first concern. He's not going to think to internal intrigue. He's going to be like, crap, I got to do the thing and I just got to make sure the king's okay. Yes. And you you just wait until <laughs> we, we see how uh, this plays out. Uh, oh, so, man. So, um, I hope Neckbeard and Cat and get there. So I have one more question before we get to, uh, I have one more question before we get to our final question, which you already know that one is, but my question Uh, is, um, with, uh, this episode making it clear that we're sort of on the road to our next destination, uh, and King's Landing is up ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what do you anticipate there, what, what is, what is Ned and everybody in, in, have in store there, uh, when they reach King's Landing? What do you think is in store for Ned at, uh, at King's Landing? Goodness, um... He's going to get nailed with a ton of responsibility, and I, my dollars to donuts, the Lannisters are going to go there, and they're going to try and make it as hard for him as possible. <laughs> they're just going to just do, like, the passive-aggressive things, you know, like, ha-ha, I gave you water instead of wine. 
that it sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously the shenanigans will be, like, that won't be shenanigans. It'll be, like, legitimately, like, terrible things. There's going to be a lot more of the, like, um, the Jamie and um, Ned sort of face-off thing mm-hmm. when the Lannisters get back yeah. to there. I mean, I'm glad he's getting there before them so he will get a chance to catch his breath. Mm-hmm. But, uh, never mind. I mean, I was going to say, I'm not sure whether... What I'm not sure what uh, Catelyn's uh, intention was to whether she was going to follow him on the road. Yeah, well, remember she says that she can, she has to go by herself basically because she can't draw attention. So she's going to see him, right? Okay. Because she has to let. Because think about this: she, she Ned doesn't Ned doesn't know about the attempted assassination. Well, yeah, yeah of the Fran. contingency is is she doesn't even want anything on paper. She wants right. to tell him directly, so no one, absolutely no one, but her. Right. And like her very close family, because basically know. she knows, like you know, someone tried if to murder her. If this would get out to and... somewhere else, everyone in their oh, family would be dead. Think, dead, just, dead, dead. Just think for a second too about how how like paranoid she got the moment she saw her sister's letter about John Aaron, the former. Exactly. Hand. So this this is like, and and that's what gives her a little bit more justice to like rolling out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just her son; it was the fact that her sister had said like, "There's some shady business." And as soon as she's like, "Holy crap! It could be the Lannisters," and they like are going to be right next to my husband. I need to get there. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to the last question. Uh, um, on a scale oh. of 1 to 10, how hopeful are you? <sighs> Poop. <laughs> I'm literally a 50-50. Like, I want to be hopeful for Ned and that he can, like, get his, you know, being a hand legs before the Lannisters can come in. And they're, they're obviously going to just screw with him. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point... The thing with it is, is their, like, perfect plans have been upset, and they now know... Well, they don't necessarily even know how bad of a position they are, because they don't think the Starks suspect them, mm-hmm. but they're... I feel like they're the type to be like, we need to even take out threats before. And they're still gunning for the throne, right. so Ned wouldn't be safe, even if any of the other shenaniganry had happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it would have been more of a slow burn, but right now, I feel like they are, they're going for it. Well, um, then you also have Daenerys, too. I think it's kind of a victory, what she has in this episode. So yeah, because she... Hope? I mean, on the Dine- well, the thing with it is, is with these two sides, they're opposed. For every victory one has, the other one's going to suffer for it. Because the more strong that Daenerys and like all of them get, the more people are going to die over in Westeros. <laughs> yes, that's true. But well, maybe not necessarily true. I, mean, I don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know how long their plan is, or if they've mm-hmm. even thought through how they're going to get over there, or if they're going to try and get more allies, or if there's some other like important. Plot noun thing, and yet you can't help but rooting for her too, even though you know she's sort of opposed to everybody else over there. And I feel like she's especially one to root for because she's like very like her big thing is like I wish I could go home, but I really can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's someone that you would sympathize with because not everyone in the conflict was like you know trying to kill it. She was just like a victim because everyone else was doing stuff. She didn't have a say in what was happening. Yes. So yeah. So scale one to ten. I'm I, I'm I'm still at a five. five. Like all things considered, like I'm really hoping things can go better, but I know that next episode things are gonna it's either gonna be like a setup episode or things there's gonna well, my prediction for the next episode is there's gonna be like a lot of setup. We're gonna meet some new characters at King's Landing, maybe Jon Snow will make it to the wall, <laughs> and um something's gonna happen. I feel like there's gonna be a drop at the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, they've done that so That's far. That's been the format so far. Yeah, but that that has been the format because 
ends with Bran um, falling out of the tower, ends with Bran waking up, and then mm-hmm. this one's going to end with Bran going Super Saiyan and killing all the Lannisters. <laughs> the end! Yay! If only. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can't be that hopeful because I do have the knowledge. I was going to say, no that's, how ho- that's how much hope you have with a five? <laughs> no, no. That was, that was a joke. Yes. And realistic hope, I'm at a five. Yeah. Because things... Things could go a lot of different ways. Things did get a little bit darker this episode. Lo- oh, real quick. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, so this was episode two of our podcast where we recapped uh, episode Thrones. two, Game of Thrones, season one, The King's Road. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, on Tumblr. Uh, we also have... Uh, Give us you- hearts and likes and stars <laughs> yes. and rainbows and uh, You can also find our YouTube channel, uh, Useful NPCs. Yep, we are literally the only one with the name Useful NPC, so if you look it up on a thing... It's us. Yes. Unless we... No, yeah, it's us. So, so yeah, if, you, if you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed listening to Zach um, get into this, if you are a... through the Westeros. <laughs> if you are uh, listening to this and, have, and you know what happens in Game of Thrones and you're enjoying uh, don't taunt this... Yes, yeah, don't, don't taunt him. Don't spoil. I will find you. <laughs> I will. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> Not really, but still. I know. Uh, and then if you also have any questions for Zach on future episodes coming up, uh, make sure to leave a comment yeah. on, on the, uh, Tumblr or, uh, tweet us at, and like, uh, well, like, you should probably like preface those with Cameron. So if I see something that starts with Cameron, I won't know a question ahead of time because we kind of joint run these accounts. So <laughs> be very intentional when you send us stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, let it, let us know what you think. Uh, you know, if you got a good question for Zach, we want to hear it. We could even recap old things. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time. Oh boy, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's gonna be oh. a doozy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I hate waiting. All right, goodbye everybody. See you.